Well, good morning. Uh, this is Pastor Michael Brown, your host for Stories of Hope from the heart of our community. Thank you for allowing us into your home once again. Uh, I'm here with my guests today are Ms. Toya Remsen and Ms. Danielle Darden. Good morning. It's good to have y'all here. Y'all smile so much. Every time I look at y'all, y'all look like you're happy, and I'm happy about it. Yes. Okay? So are you feeling good this morning? You all happy to be here this morning? Yes. Yes. I really appreciate you all taking our time, taking your time out to talk with me a little bit this morning. Uh, you know, we, we're doing a few of these to kind of help set the stage for some changes that are going on here at the Gospel Mission. Yes. Uh, one of the things we're doing is we're going to be changing our meal times, uh, and we're going to be going from uh, three meals a day down to two meals a day. Yes. And I've found that if you get out ahead of the information, you beat rumor control, and we want our uh, listening audience, our partners out in this community to hear from us why we're doing that, what we need to do, and and all of that. Is that okay? We're going to talk about it. Yes. This <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so Toya, Toya, I've, I've interviewed you. It hadn't been too long ago that you and I sit and talked, and you came to the mission looking for help, right? Yes. Okay, but now you're on staff. Yes. Okay. Well, how does yes. that make you feel? Um, it feels incredible, actually, because I didn't think I would be in a position of, um, because I know one of the rules is if you stay here at the mission, you can't work here at the mission. So when I was offered the position, I was like, are you kidding me? Of course I want to work in the kitchen. <laughs> so um, I uh, told Pastor Keisha I'll accept the position. I came in as an emergency part-time temporary worker. Okay. And that was May 20th, and here it is September 20th, and uh -huh. I'm still here. You're still here. So <laughs> yes. you, you're kind of getting the feeling you ain't temporary no more. Yes. You feel, feeling a little more comfortable in your position? Yes. Okay. Now, Danielle, what brought you to the mission? Well, I originally started working here because I went through a phase probably the end of last year where I didn't have a job and it was hard for me to find one mm -hmm. but I was trying to be real particular about the type of job that I had I wanted to enjoy my work environment that was the most important to me so mm -hmm. I did a lot of searching I was on Indeed for a while and I think that's where I originally saw the position mm -hmm. so I applied I didn't hear back and now something in my head was just like try again so I tried mm -hmm. again didn't hear nothing back. So then I messaged y'all and was like, hey, um, <laughs> y'all should, you know, consider letting me come and work and try things out. And then um, Randy reached out and was like, okay, right, come right. in for an interview. And he went over everything with me, but it was more so I kind of felt a draw, or like there was a need at that time or a purpose that I could serve. And I didn't right. really understand what that purpose was at mm -hmm. that time, but I was like, Mm, for some reason, something is pushing me in this direction. So I just took that chance, and I've been here for almost a year now. Yeah, you know, um, you mentioned purpose. And, I mean, we're big on purpose here, mm -hmm. you know, and I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you recognizing that. And I believe that when you respond to something that puts a draw on you like that, I believe that's God's spirit yeah. drawing you into that place mm -hmm. of your purpose. Okay. And so, so have you, um, have you enjoyed being here? I have enjoyed. I've definitely had my days, but I'm the type of person I like to work in fast paced environments. It's a very interesting environment. You see something new every day. Mm -hmm. My staff is great. 
Okay. I enjoy being around them and socializing with them mm-hmm. every day. They uplift my spirit and give me more of a greater reason to be here. It feels good to help people, stuff like that. You know, that that's so good to hear. Um, you know, we are, one of the things we're talking about this morning is the fact that we're going to go down to um, serving uh, only two meals a day. Uh, that's going to be breakfast, and that's going to be for the people that stay here only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we're going to have breakfast and then we're going to have dinner. Uh, and that's going to be for our guests to stay here and for the community. Yes. But uh, we really want our, um, our partners, our listening audience to understand the reasons why we do that. You ladies come in looking to serve a, a, a higher purpose, looking for a job where you can enjoy and things like that. But sometimes it's not as happy an environment as you think it is because of the, <laughs> because of especially now i mean even in restaurants restaurants can't find people to work and things like that and and so when you come to work and you find out that uh we're short-staffed oftentimes you know and then you come in and not only do you have the amount of work that it takes to put three meals out but then you don't get the attitude you know <laughs> coming back across the counter that you feel that folks really appreciate what you're doing all the time. Now, it's not everybody, right? right? right. It's not everybody because generally we find that, do you find that the people that stay here are more appreciative than the people from the community sometimes? What do you, talk to me about that. What do you think? Mm. It depends. Yes, but it depends. It depends on their mood and their state of mind during that day. It kind of depends on the person's situation like if they're here but they're just having it bad or going through a bad season or can't really find their way at the time Mm -hmm. they typically come off as more aggressive or more Mm -hmm. entitled some days Mm -hmm. you know it's really like a battle between you know reacting naturally off of emotions and Mm -hmm. you know having more grace and patience Mm -hmm. so that's something that can be challenging sometimes but the outside community they they give us a little more hassle than the community mm-hmm. within the mission. Do you think the outside community comes and feels like they're more entitled to? Yeah. You know. In a sense. Um, what do you think, Tori? Um, not not a lot of them. A few of them come in there feeling entitled. Okay. And that's when I let them know, like. Um, okay, I'm here to serve you, not to cater to you. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. There's a difference if you have, like, you have to have something gluten-free or you have, you can't chew the food, so you need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to do that for you. But then you have people that come over there, can I get this? Can I get a cup of ice? Can I get that? Can I get something other than that? I don't want this cookie. Can I get a piece of cake? And I'm like, look, you have to, it is what it is. Whatever you got on your plate is is what you have on your plate. We can't, because if we do it with one, then we have to do it with all, and we would we would never get anything done. Well, when you're so, serving, you're serving uh, some days a couple hundred people for a yes. meal, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and you've got them lined up out the door. You yes. Know, then, and then not only that, we're trying to get during during that time span where we're serving breakfast or lunch, we're trying to get the next meal prepared, and we can't stop and get you know. 
do something different for everybody because we're trying to make sure that the next meal is ready by the time they stand in line to come in. So if we're serving lunch and can I, excuse me, can I get a cup of ice? Excuse me, can I get a cup of milk? Excuse me, can I get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Excuse me, my tray is cold. Can you warm it up for me? Then that takes away from the time that we have to prepare dinner. And then they, when they come in, well, why was y'all late opening up the door? Um, excuse me, because we was running around getting everybody a bottle of water because they didn't want to drink water out the cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you know, so, so let me ask you this. Um, have you all eaten here? Yes. See, see, that's the thing that, that I want folks to know is that, you know, the meals here are not bad meals. Right. I mean, you know, right. I mean, folks are, folks are, uh, you know, you hear people complaining. I hear those people, some people in the community complaining about the food. But then when I'm coming through the kitchen, I'm like, man, that sure smell good. What is that? You know, and. <laughs> They keep showing up. Yes. You know. Yeah, that's what Oh, and not only things. that, they wait for seconds. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what we always try to explain to them. And, like, even as far as the separation in the communities, like, in-house and outdoors, I feel like sometimes the outside community, some of their entitlement comes from the fact that they don't live here. Oh, so okay. they almost feel like they got an upper hand or, like, they're, in a sense better than the people that live here or like they deserve more uh-huh. to a certain extent and we're like you know at the end of the day we view everybody as an equal That's you right. know we're not yeah. looking at this person because they're going through this oh you're better because you're not going through that you know we're just right. we're just here to serve so we're not going to show any type of favoritism yeah. show the same love to everybody i know we've got some really great partners uh in the community yeah. that help supply the food let me I, I just want to ask were you all surprised uh danielle when you came here and you started working and you find out that we're not buying a whole lot of this food a lot of this food is donated were you surprised that we had things like steak and and some of the upper yeah you know line of stuff were you surprised about that I know I was. I was very surprised because I didn't even know that warehouse was back there. So they showing me everything like, okay, this is what we making stuff. I go back there. I'm like, what? Like it's it's food everywhere now. What probably got me the most is the Chick Fil A chicken. Uh-huh, Not gonna okay. lie, that was my favorite. But ribs, steak, uh-huh. you know, yes, different that, kinds now that's of the, that's the cuts one that got meat. me when yeah. I said saw the steak, and I was like, "What? They get yeah. steak?" And there's plenty of it. So, like, if we have a large quantity of it, we try to serve it as much as we can because right. we're like, okay, we got good food back here. We can put it to good use. Y'all don't have to eat a sandwich every day. Y'all can have a steak or when the holiday comes, y'all can have a, a slab of ribs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Uh, like, we, we like to do stuff like that. Right. And, you know, we just, we try to give them the best that we can. Even with when we have a small amount of time, we still try to do what we can to make sure it tastes good mm-hmm. and they get a large amount of it. So. Well, that's one of the things I appreciate about you all is it seems to me that you take joy in preparing. You take pride yes. in what you're fixing. Yes. You know, and so then it's really not you taking pride in fixing it and then somebody throws a tray back at you. You yeah. know, it's, it's something like that. You ever had a tray throw at you? 
No, I haven't had one thrown back at me yet. <laughs> Not directly at me, but but towards. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, one of the things we want to do is we is because there's so many opportunities in the community for people to get something to eat. I mean, right. you know, we've got ministry at community right across the block, mm-hmm. and we find that a lot of people will eat here and then go right over to ministry at community mm-hmm. and eat again. Right. You know, and so I believe that this part. Partnership. Uh, ministry community does uh, breakfast and lunch, and we're going to do breakfast and dinner. I don't see, you know, a reason or need for anybody to to starve. They've got um, enough opportunities to eat at least at least two meals a day, you know. And uh, but I know for me, two meals a day is all I need. You know, I, I really don't need no more than that. I'm trying to cut back. All right. Um, and so yeah, so. Um, yeah. So what would you say, you know, first of all, uh, and one at a time, y'all can tell me, what would you say to the people who support this ministry, um, you know, that are listening to this program and they know that uh, you all take pride in your job, that you love the folks you're serving for? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to them? They're the ones making this happen. Uh, I would say thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we we couldn't do it without them, like without the donations and um, people coming in to volunteer. We really would not be able to do this because uh, this is it's it's stressful trying to run a whole kitchen and you know volunteers not show up or somebody call in sick and you got to try to run a whole kitchen by yourself or. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would hate to think if people weren't able to donate the food, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. How how this community would would flip <laughs> yeah, right, if there right. was if they had nothing to eat? Because mm-hmm. um, well, yeah. I, I want to uh, take just a minute to say to our listening audience that uh, we're going to be serving breakfast starting the first of October. We're going to serve breakfast from seven to eight a.m. For our in-house KGM guests only. Those are only the people that are living here. Uh, Then we're going to serve dinner from 4 to 5.30 in the evening for our KGM guests and for the community. And uh, by stretching that out, it gives us an opportunity with limited staff to be able to uh, make sure that we got a meal prepared, make sure that nobody's running around like a chicken with the head cut off you know, overstressed. Um, and if you want to be a part of, you know, fixing the meals here, if you want to volunteer, come on down and, you know, it, or give a call to uh, Matt Furrow. Uh, and his number is 345-2974. That's 269-345-2974. And just uh, ask for Matt Furrow and Matt will get you scheduled. Uh, or you can go up online at www.kzoogospel.org. That's www.kzoogospel.org. And uh, there's prompts that will lead you to how to get set up for volunteering. And there's even a place on there where you can uh, see what job opportunities are available to come on down and support the ministry that we're doing here. We want to help our homeless community in Kalamazoo to get up on their feet, you know, and start uh, changing the situation that they're in, that they're in. Uh, I was talking with Toya and Toya, you, you were telling me that, uh, that you was stuck in that situation for a while. 
Yes. Uh-huh. Um, when we first got here to Kalamazoo for five years straight, me and my family were homeless. Mm. Um, we were in and out of motels, staying with friends here at the mission, thinking it would, could work somewhere else, and then came back to Kalamazoo. So um, I, I don't know what it what it was or what it is. Is I feel like um, I have a purpose here in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. and. So I've been like fighting for this past nine years now mm-hmm. to stay here in Kalamazoo. Um, like you said, the uh, the things that go on around here try to deter me mm-hmm. from doing what I believe it is my purpose. But um, whatever that purpose is, I I I, I want to be ready, okay. and I believe it's here in Kalamazoo. Okay, one of the things that you uh, expressed to me was that, you know, you felt like before you came here, you'd run out of options. Yes, most definitely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Most definitely. Because I mean, Because uh, I'm, I'm from Detroit, and all the uh, homeless shelters there were completely full. Mm-hmm. So whether I was there in Detroit or here in Kalamazoo, it was the fact that I was homeless, and I had my, my family with me. And... I had to think about my family, so in order to keep them safe, even though there is, you know, things that go on out here, you know, with the with the community, I felt the need to keep a roof over my kids' heads mm-hmm. and make sure that they that they ate, and I knew I could get there, get that here at the mission. Okay. So it doesn't matter what I go through; I always know that the doors are open at the gospel mission. Okay. So. Well, you you were telling me too that you feel like you got some other opportunities too that you. Oh, I mean, no, like no. I say, you you got options. Yes, I have. Yes, I uh, feel like I have options. Um, right now, they um just moved me into their transitional housing, mm-hmm. which allows me the opportunity to save up money and possibly uh, uh buy a house. But I'm not sure about that yet. Like mm-hmm. right now, I don't know if I want to plant roots that deeply into uh buying a house but um yes i have i I feel like i have a lot more opportunities now that um i've been working here and i've been getting help from the gospel mission Mm -hmm. so well i'm i'm so glad that you're here you know i'm i'm so glad that uh not only because we're able to help you and you got young boys um, you know, and it's it's uh, something trying to raise young men, something yes. trying to raise young women too. Yes. But you got yes. two boys, <laughs> you know, you need help, you know, and uh, but also for the blessing you've been to this ministry, Thank you, you know, and uh, you continue to be uh, in the ministry, helping uh, back in the kitchen, and everything, and you're paid employee now. You working, yes. you <laughs> yes. know, and so yeah, that'll help change your situation as well. Yes. So Danielle, what do you see? In your as your future here, do you see yourself uh, staying here at KGM, and or do you see yourself aspiring for to do something else while you're here, or just talk to me a little bit about that? Um, I do see myself advancing from KGM, and the only reason that I say that is because this is the first job that I've had where. I've had more of a like cross experience as far as being an employee, being mm-hmm. a supervisor. Like mm-hmm. it's like multiple positions in one, and I've mm-hmm. never been in a job that was more well rounded like that. Oh, okay. So now I think 
you know, with this being more of a step stool for me, I'm able to hold myself to a higher standard as far as where the future takes me. Mm -hmm. Because not only am I a base level, but, you know, I can consider myself to be more because of the things that I've done here, Mm -hmm. the things that I had to learn how to do, whether it was Mm -hmm. being coached through it or having to get it on my own, you know, it advanced my communication skills, my leadership skills and things like that. So I think it will be able to take me farther, further as far as the future, because now it's like I felt like I could start somewhere and not just jump into something and not be aware of what I was doing. It was, it's been a growing process. It's been great. I learned a lot. I've had mm. my good days. I've had my very hard days where I had no choice but to tighten up and just mm-hmm. push through it and, you know, be real resilient. So I think this was a good base for me. It was a good opportunity. And although I felt like I served a purpose, I also gained a lot. And now mm-hmm. I think I'm ready to move higher. Mm-hmm. And so, that doesn't mean that can't be here right, as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but do you see yourself uh, staying in food service? Is that your passion? Is in food service? I or? do like food service a lot. Um, I grew up around food my whole life. So your mom's a chef, isn't yeah. She? So that's uh-huh. all I know. That's why it's easy for me to adapt to an environment like this and mm-hmm. just go straight with the flow of things, or kind of encourage everybody around me to work smarter and not harder because that's all I've ever known how to do. I do like to cook, of course, more than I did when I was a kid. So it's it's great. I don't know if that's my specific passion, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's something that I now know for sure I can do and I can Mm -hmm. do it well. Because even outside of having kitchen experience and like as far as being here and having to be like a main cook, like to the point where you're making all three meals a day and you got to make it, you got to get it done. You can't be scared. Mm-hmm. You can't be nervous. You just got to make it look good, make it taste good. And it's that like even that gave me a lot of encouragement and allowed me to step outside of my comfort zone. So now I feel like I could be right. a chef at a restaurant and mm-hmm. or like an assistant to a chef based off the credentials that they require. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I can do that now and not fear it because here I had no choice but to step out of my comfort zone and branch out, and it helped me learn more about what I'm capable of doing. Good. Well, I'm hoping that these changes that we make kind of relieve the pressure on our staff, you know, so that you feel more empowered to... Mm Kind of take a breath, you know, yes. slow down. You don't have to. You're not trying to work 180 out all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you're trying to, you know, you guys can kind of slow down and and you know work through your day at a more even pace. Yes. And uh, you know, I'm really hoping that uh, we can bring in some of the local colleges mm-hmm. uh, to help us here to not only just help prepare the meals. But help train our staff, yeah. you know, and that that would be uh, mm-hmm. excellent for you to get some of that training oh, yeah. on the job, you know, while you're here. That'd be great. So we're gonna we're trying to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've just about come to the end of our time together. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Remember, we're gonna be changing our meal times. Breakfast is gonna be from seven o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock in the morning for KGM in-house. Uh, guests only. That's only for the people that are staying here at KGM. Dinner is going to be from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. 
and that is for our KGM guests that are staying with us and also for the community. Uh, that lunch meal and breakfast meal can also be had over at the ministry community. We're coordinating our times just to make sure that we kind of close up the holes so nobody falls through the cracks and are not able to uh, get something to eat. But I wanted you to meet some of our frontline team uh, that is down there in the kitchen making it happen and uh, just, just show them how much we appreciate them as well. I'd like to pray for you ladies before we go. Is that all right? Yes, please. Well, Father God, we just give you praise and glory and honor for this amazing team that you've brought to be a part of the Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries. God, for both Toya and Danielle, God, for their passion to find their purpose and also find their purpose in a way that honors you and serves this community. And so, God, um, as we talk to them, God, I love hearing their heart and uh, hearing the, the appreciation they have for everything that you're doing in their lives, but also, God, just how you're helping them to be a blessing. And so we call them blessed, and they're coming in and they're going out. God, we continue to call them blessed. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, I'm Pastor Michael Brown, your host for Stories of Hope from the heart of our community. We'll see you here again next week, same time. God bless.